Well, it's been interesting because we have, uh, they respond to us one of two ways. It's either the, that sounds awesome. I, I got just the drink I want to bring or something like that. Or I get the, yeah, you guys kind of do drugs and stuff. So I think I'm going <laughs> to have to pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I totally understand so, that. Well, when I, I couldn't get the, the time change down and I'm like, they want me to get drinking at 9 a.m. Like, and I'm like, oh, wait, no. Okay. That's actually the afternoon. <laughs> the <West Coast. laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we were doing one with, uh, with a friend of ours, uh, uh, Nathan Scammell, and he's uh, author in the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to meet his time frames, James and I <laughs> met up at seven in the morning <laughs> and start taking <laughs> shots. It's a, it's a hard Bruce life. Back you know, glory days. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to get them when you can. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, All this drinking and smoking, we don't want to do. Yeah, but we got to for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'm good if you guys are. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, let's do this. All right, let me make, wait, wait, let me, let me adjust this. Let me get this thing right in my face. Welcome to High and Dry Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) All right, so welcome to High and Dry Podcast. It's the only podcast where we do all of our own stunts. I'm your host, Ryan Barron North, drunk philosopher. With me as always, James Crossland. Hi, philosopher. James, what's going on? Uh, not much is going on. I'm, uh, allergies are kicking in, uh, Las Vegas, a, a, a desert. You wouldn't expect there to be a lot of allergies, but guess what? Fuck you. There's allergies. The worst <laughs> I've ever had ever. <laughs> the wind just, cause there's nothing stopping the wind. It carries like pollen for like miles. It really fucking sucks. Yeah. You're sneezing shit from Utah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, and then with us today, first time horror author Joshua Marcella. He's joining us as a drunk philosopher. Josh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, glad to be here with you guys. This sounds to be like it's going to be a good time. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Not much else going on around here. No, I feel you. No, it's it's always a great time. We're gonna get a little drunk. We're gonna, if the last couple episodes are any indicator, we're gonna talk about <laughs> child murder. <laughs> God damn it, always child murder. That's my specialty. At some point, point I'm going to have to, we're going to have to take a hard turn. I'm going to have to be like, no child murder this episode. Put my foot down. Uh, It's an an easy get for the philosopher side of things. (laughs) Well, I am a stay-at-home dad, so it's it's on my mind a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, I have a, a girlfriend with a child now, so maybe that's why these keep coming up. I, don't know. I, I think you're right. A little projection. You might have to sit down and come to terms with some of these feelings. <laughs> uh, well, again, man, thanks for coming on. We're excited to have you on. I think it's hey, my pleasure. Yep. And uh, audience, thank you for listening again. And hey, if you like us, you know, like, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. Murder your child. You know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, play us at loop at a Kid Rock concert in the blind while you're squatching. Whatever it is, you know, just get those views out there. All right. So how this thing works is uh, it's a, the episode breaks down into two parts. First part of it, we talk about some sort of philosophy. We babble on about uh, this or that. And then it breaks down into a fist fight between two beloved characters of pop culture. Um, but before we do anything like that, we got to get a little drunk and we got to get a little high. So, uh, Josh, what are you bringing to the table this week? What are you, you going to be just sipping on? 
Oh, today I am uh, sipping on the original Sailor Jerry spiced rum with a little, just a little dash of Coke. Just a Good dash stuff. to get you just there? Just a dash, yep. He just pours a little Coke into the, the empty neck of the bottle, and then, <laughs> and then that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> nice, I'm running out nice. of Coke, so it's going to be straight rum here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's what that's we like fun. to hear. That's how yes. it is. Uh, and uh, James, what are you smoking this week? Uh, this week, I'm smoking one of the D- 420 deals I got. Just pop this bad boy open. It is called Blue Maui. And I can see mm. from, from the terpene profile, it's got myrcene and pining in it. So it's going to taste like a combination between a mango and a pine tree. <laughs> it's going to be great. Delicious. Very nice. Yeah, Very nice. Sounds, excellent. sounds smooth. <laughs> and I'll be joining you gentlemen today with Deep Eddie lemon flavored vodka oh, such a good drink it really is it uh it, it's it's a sneaks up on you and I, I think the best ones do you know everything's fine everything's fine and then you don't yeah. know how you're gonna your get your pants home, are down yeah. you're, you're dancing on a table somewhere waving your you're dick off the roof of a house <laughs> yeah, you've been working down on the strip for the past 15 years and you don't know how that happened <laughs> and, and i think that's you know the best alcohol right you're now. on the registry killing kids you know know, it's the natural order of drinking (laughs) all right let's oh let's crack that open this is brand new bottle bottle. yeah yeah there we go lost my shot glass all right so toast one this one right here goes out carl urban share and our newest guest joshua marcella here's to you man cheers cheers You got a really good connection too. There's no lag. I'm really liking it. Oh, good. It. Yeah, we're really uh, we're really uh, up to date on our technology up here in Maine in the woods. Surprisingly, <laughs> <laughs> halfway all the way across the other side of the country. <laughs> At least you're not in your garage like Mike was. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's Mike. listening on this one. He's like, "Those sons of bitches." <laughs> He knows. He knows his garage was a nightmare. He had to open his garage halfway through so he could get some signal. <laughs> uh, so, so no. Josh, uh, so you're a horror writer. What, what do you have out right now? Like, so if I'm picking up the newest Joshua Marcella, what, what can I expect from you? Well, um, last year I wrote my first book, which is a horror novella called Scratches, and uh, you know it was kind of like this random thing. I just decided. I was a stay-at-home dad. I was getting kind of bored, and uh, I wanted to start writing, and I, I uh, decided to write this story. It started off as a short story, became a novella. I self-published it, put it out there, and uh, it kind of took off, and it's done really well. And my latest release, the biggest thing with, with Scratches was people said they wanted to hear more of the story, so they, they uh, you know, in the reviews, they were like, man, we want more story, more story. So I... If, when you read it, you kind of get this, you, you can kind of see that it's built perfectly to have more story, either a sequel or a prequel. So I decided to write a prequel, which just came out in February called Severed. And uh, being a military man myself, that actually takes place in uh, 1967 Vietnam. And it follows the oh, oh. antagonist of Scratches. And uh, it's been getting, you know, great reviews. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty proud of it. 
And that's what I've got out right now, uh, as, as well as a couple short stories that were um, published okay. um, with a couple different uh, indie publishers and stuff. But um, I'm constantly working on new stuff. Uh, it, it The Scratches series is actually going to be a trilogy. Um, I will be working on hey. a, a third book eventually here um, once I get a couple other projects out of the way. Um, but right now I'm working on a short story collection and uh, everything's available. I, I self-published through Amazon. So it's all available. If you just search my name on Amazon, you'll see what's out there. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, search it. yeah. Definitely Marcella, check it out. Find it. Yeah, he'll Lots check of it good out. reviews. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Sounds good, man. I'll, I'll check it out right now. I'm working through all every author that's been on here. I'm like working on their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so Time for our second shot. I hope you guys have them ready. Um, Absolutely. This one is actually going out to Hugh, Ohio. Our newest listener is coming from Ohio. All right. Thank you, Ohio. Uh, Here's to you. You could have just killed yourself, but you decided to listen to High and Dry Podcast, so we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you have two <laughs> options there. Yeah, James and I, we used to be Midwesterners ourselves. We know the pain. Yeah. Missouri is the furthest west I've been. I haven't wow. been. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's like not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, no. <laughs> Damn. There's at least 50% of the country on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more country to see out there I've never seen. It'd be great Some to country be. ass country over there. Next time you're in Vegas. That's where you got you yeah. gotta come out to Vegas. We'll show you we'll show you Vegas it like the locals do it. We're gonna sit at home. <laughs> play video games oh yeah you know that's not much different on the east coast (laughs) well i mean over here you go to the strip like when you first come here three times and then you never want to do it again i i do want to play beer pong at margarita that was a good time that was fun that was a good time me and james went peacocking that night um i wore a dress and a headdress (laughs) it was it was quite elegant um I just remember that one guy. He's like, are you wearing a dress? Yeah. <laughs> well, at the time, you had been drinking, and he sl- he slams a pitcher of beer. He says, what? you never seen a man in a dress before? <laughs> oh, didn't I say something like, it's not my fault that you feel uncomfortable about yeah. my dress? <laughs> That's right. Well, it was a lovely dress. It really Thank you. Was. I appreciate that. Uh, so this third one, so for our third shot before we jump into the conversation, um, this is the guest's toast. Josh, what's it to? Oh, uh, I'd like to toast to the horror community who uh, took me in with open arms, and you know they're they're very supportive of of everybody, new writers, old writers. Uh, it's really a great community to be a part of. So I just wanted to say cheers to all of them, all you folks. Cheers. Here's to the to the horror, horror community, community that took in Josh. Yeah, cheers to all took the people who like write a, about like a little abandoned child. Fear. <laughs> you, you bathed me in your gore and body parts and fear and, blood. <laughs> and thank you so much Heck to yeah. the horror community that's interesting that the horror community seems really chill i wonder if it's because they've kind of had to because they write about all those things yeah. they kind of have to I mean, internalize when you write it. about all the child murder you don't really you know it's good it's out there now you don't have to you know you're cool yeah. you don't have it's to therapeutic. keep it pent up and be a dick about it yeah, yeah. it's kind of like yeah. uh <laughs> For sure. you know when you when you get like in, involved with a bunch of metalheads you think they're going to be like 
constantly like, but no, they're like actually <laughs> like soft spoken, really cool, accepting people. And, Hi, uh, how you doing? Hi, you know how are you? Oh well, if you Have want to scream, that's fine. Trivium album. <laughs> Yeah, it's like Juggalos, right? Yeah, we know a Juggalo. Yeah, right. yeah. very chill, uh, cool person. Exactly. We know, uh, we know a Juggalo who got into it, and he still wears the damn chain pants. It's true, <laughs> and he and he's a super chill, cool dude. <laughs> he knows who he is. He knows what he's about. Right. All right. Well, so there was to the horror community. So we got a little drunk. We got a little high. It's time to get into this discussion. So this week, um, we're moving into a, I guess, sort of a different realm that we've done the past couple of weeks. Um, so this week, the question's pretty simple, but I feel that it could bring some pretty complex answers. Um, so the question I have for you gentlemen today is, um, what big moment or lesson that you learned in your life would make you want to murder a child? <laughs> <laughs> it went behind dry. Right. Uh, what lesson in your life did you have to unlearn? Um, that you felt was necessary for your development and to become the person that you are now, what did you have to unlearn? What did you have to let go of? What did you have to change about yourself to become the more complete person that is sitting here on a random Tuesday drinking and smoking pot (laughs) 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 on this dumbass podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So on this show, guests go first. Oh, you guys are too kind. Too kind. <laughs> very accommodating. So what did you have to unlearn? <laughs> yeah, um, we're very accommodating. Uh, I had to unlearn that you basically have to fit into this cookie cutter, uh, this cookie cutter like version of, uh, of a person, of a man. Um, you have to you know, you have to basically be whatever society expects you to be. You can't, uh-huh. you know, you can't, you know, enjoy the things you want to enjoy without being stigmatized. Uh, you know, I grew up in a very a, a traditional, not traditional, but like my mother was a single mother and she was very traditional in the sense that she, you know, believe strongly what her parents were taught her and it was kind of passed on to me, you know, those certain beliefs. And it was, it was a big challenge to actually accept the fact that I'm going to be who I'm going to be. And especially with like a military, you know, when you go into the military and they try to, to form you into this, you know, certain thing that you're supposed to be this, uh, this warrior, this, you know, this perfect killing machine. Yeah. You know, this robotic, yeah, person and uh it was very it it was a challenge for me to be continue to be who I wanted to be which was very different from that from that person and then to become the man that is comfortable in all aspects of his life you know what i mean whether it be what yeah, i'm into yeah. for music whether it be what i like for mu- movies video games uh sexuality all those different things um you know, because when you grow up with parents that are from that older generation, um, you know, they want you to, you kind of feel like I want to be accepted by these people and I want to be, I want to fit into this cookie cutter, uh, you know, perception of, of who a man should be in this day and age. 
Uh, you know, I'm a stay at home dad. I'm a, Expectations. I'm a, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to, to push that aside and to just realize if I want to be who I want to be and I want to be happy and I want to be comfortable, I'm going to have to do my own thing and I'm going to have to be comfortable with that and, and ride on, you know what I mean? That's pretty much oh, yeah. where so, I'm at. Amen to that. You yeah, know, man, for that, sure. That, re- that reminds me of, um, that expectations thing, you know, because that's what his parents had. These, your parents had these expectations. The military had these expectations, but they were like demands, right? Yeah. They weren't requests. They weren't guidance. They weren't for good reasons. They were just demandful expectations. It reminds me of into the spider verse. I love it. He like does a bit of art. That's like him hanging. And it says expectations across it. It's like mm-hmm. street art. And it's like, uh, I, I feel like your story is like totally that. Yeah, we're we're yeah. like hung on our expectations. It's 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 a real shame. Yeah. But but you know you overcame it. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, well, yeah. I think you really tapped into the uh, just the millennial battle right there. Basically, um, I mean, because in ev- all things, we have one foot in the old and one foot in the new. Mm-hmm. Um, that includes dial-up internet, and that includes just social expectations. And you know, being taught you need to be this, 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 and then seeing a, a new world. And saying, but I'm not that. And it sure seems that other people agree with me and they seem to be okay. And like, why the fuck are you like this to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? <laughs> no, for sure. Um, yeah, no. So that's, uh, damn, it's going to be a powerful episode. For um, sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, well, James, so for you, uh, what did you have to unlearn? What did you have to... Mm. That's so interesting because I feel like a lot of mine have to do with expectations as well. But let's see, if I had to, if I had to go more specific, um, I would say one of the things that I had to unlearn was that, um, was that truth is subjective, right? I had to unlearn that because I was, I was raised and under the impression that if you were able to effectively convince someone of a lie, then that was the truth, right? Mm-hmm. You've basically built oh, the truth. That's good. Okay. Um, and that's sure how I lived my life for a long time was that I built a truth and projected it and it would always collapse on me, right? Like it, it would always collapse on me mm-hmm. and it would cause like so much suffering and anguish and like wasted energy and so much bullshit. And, uh, and beating that like improved my life and my connections with the people around me and my self-esteem and my work ethic and my feelings of like motivation towards my goals. Like all of that just radically changed for me. Wow. Damn. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like, well, I'm going to pour myself some more lemonade here. It's kind of <laughs> like uh, <laughs> any sort of truth. Truth is truth. And the universe kind of has its way of correcting things and like you said if if your version of the truth is not actually the you know truth and the way of the universe it's going to kind of unravel you know what i mean it's going to kind of find its way to to tell you that you're full of shit <laughs> and yeah. uh, you know yeah. and, 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 I mean, and if it if it doesn't <laughs> i'm just having a bad effect on a lot of people for a long time <laughs> yeah yeah for sure yep exactly. for sure All right, um well, then, then real quick, I'm going to have one more drink right here. Okay. If we could do one more dab, if we could do one more drink, <laughs> this is to your gentlemen's answers to these questions. Yeah. So here's to you guys. <sighs> oh. 
Oh, we got those high and dry podcast shot glasses coming in. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to start sending them out. Yeah. We got a lot of past guests to send out shot glasses. Oh, yeah. You got a shot glass coming, my friend. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm ready. Um well then so uh from my side of it, what I what I've the biggest thing I've had to unlearn uh through my life, I, I would say so when I was younger, I became infatuated um with a woman. Well, at the time it was a girl. Um, I became absolutely infatuated. Um, I was this uh, chubby little sweetheart um, when I met this person. And I met this person and all of a sudden, that's all I wanted in the world. Um, This person right here was the answer, my answer to everything. Um, I I saw the people that she was dating and I I took all those lessons from a hyper-masculine father. All of a sudden, I wasn't chubby anymore. I was actually quite attractive. Um, and I had turned myself into this uh, vicious little monster, basically. Um, you know, very masculine, very, um, um, you know, I'm going to do everything my way. I, I was that image of, you know, plowing yourself through everyone else, you know, taking what you want, you know, being that little, you know, the, the, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take talking. what you want. Yeah, you know, I, I turned myself into that, you know, take what you want and, you know, be the that man and everything like that. And I think the potentially one of the worst things Fucking that happened Chad. to me. Yeah. <laughs> potentially <laughs> one of the worst things that happened to me was that I pulled it off. This particular person I wound up marrying. It all worked. Everything uh-huh. I did worked. But now I have everything I want and I'm a monster. Uh-huh. I'm a terrible human being. <laughs> and then it collapsed. <laughs> and then I keep going and I'm still a terrible human being and it all collapsed. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess the biggest thing I had to unlearn was that you can force things to fit for a little while. Yeah. You know, for mm. a little bit there, you can force things to fit, but eventually it's going to pop out of place, you know? Um yeah. And I had I had to learn to stop hurting the people around me for the things that I want. I, I had to learn to, uh, you know, treat the people around me less as things and, and more as the people that they are. And I had to learn to respect the people around me. And I, I had to learn that even if I might not always get exactly what I want, it is far more worth it. And, and like you, it's a lot easier to sleep at night when I treat everyone with respect and kindness. And I, I treat every day and I try and do a little better every day than I did the day before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I thought, I just thought of a great analogy. It's like a puzzle. Like you were trying, you said you could make the pieces, you could force the pieces to fit for a little while. It's like you got a puzzle in front of you. And you want it to look a certain way and you're shoving these pieces in the wrong spots. And you're like, why doesn't my puzzle look the right way? And it it weighs on you and it affects you and it affects the people you love. And because it's not right, it's not true. It's not right. You forced it to fit. But, and then when you start putting the pieces in the right places and coming to terms with reality, um, you realize that you're the, it's, you're not building a puzzle. You're building you. Yes. You're the puzzle and you're building the pieces of yourself. You're not supposed to be trying to map out your life. You're supposed to try to be a better you. That will lead you to be happier and live a better life. Exactly. <laughs> and it's an interesting, just an interesting concept that um, had I have done that, 
Had yeah. I've just focused on me, had I've done all those things, I probably wouldn't have married that person. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that all happened because of my negative tendencies. I forced the puzzle pieces to fit because that's what I wanted it to look like. And then eventually it all crumbled and fell apart and everything like that. Um, and then, and then a question, I guess that I, at one point we'll have to answer for myself was, you know, was that worth it just to have those moments where the puzzle piece looked like I wanted it to before it eventually fell apart? Did, you know, was seeing it the way I wanted it worth eventually the crumble of it and the destruction of everyone around me and all the pain and havoc and everything like that that went with it? Um, yeah, it's uh, interesting. I got, I got to tell you, though, I knew you then. Yeah, you were fucking miserable. Like you, you, a lot of times you wanted to put on that you were happy and stuff, but you were fucking miserable, dude. Like you were, it really ate you up. Like just, just because the pieces weren't right. It just ate you up and you were just fucking, you're just always like, (laughs) you're, you're like pissed off all the time. I was forced together and figured it out yet. I was way too fucking young. Um, so, uh, Josh, bring the back around to you. Welcome to this podcast. That was way more serious than you initially thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, tell me about yourself, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> we got you on this show. We ask those questions that dig in deep. Yeah. Um, so coming back to our guest, what are you, what are your final thoughts uh, on what you had to unlearn, what you've heard? Final thoughts. Well, I think, you know, exactly what you said kind of ties back into what I was talking about with James and that the universe kind of has a way of self-correcting. And if, if what you're doing isn't, uh, you know, doesn't align with the natural order, um, it will self-correct and it will tell you it, it will make your life miserable. You will become this, this person. You're not, you're not going to be, you don't want to be, it'll feel very unnatural to you. And, you know, that's bottom line. And same thing with me. Like if I had kept trying to be the things that was, you know, I thought like the past generations thought I should be, I would be miserable. I would still, I'd still be in the military. I'd still be doing the, you know, working a nine to five. I would still be doing all these things. Instead, I'm a stay at home dad raising two you know, amazing kids that are going to be really smart, really, you know, awesome, amazing men someday. And it's, it's, I, I truly feel like when you don't feel like something in your gut, when, when something in your gut tells you that this isn't working, you really should believe it. And that's the universe's way of saying, Hey, you know, get your act together. This isn't working for you. Yeah. You know, do something different. And uh, you, you both literally just, I mean, nailed it, you know, nailed it with what you were saying with yourselves. Like, uh, you know, your truth is your truth and you can't let anyone else define that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a great feeling when you find it, you know, it's amazing that all of us, uh, all of us felt like we were better people once we started being like more thoughtful and, and, and like respectful it's, <laughs> it's really weird and, and like except and all our lives have been like greatly improved by accepting communities in your case joshua and yep. you know um i don't know it's, it's amazing it seems like it seems like all these really positive things 
uh, are actually really positive and, and we don't have to yeah. have all those horrible tendencies anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I no, don't know. I mean, yeah. the only people I feel bad for are the guests who came here to just listen to a bunch of drunk and high dudes babble <laughs> on and now they're getting a therapy <laughs> you, session. You know, I think people out there, uh, uh, they like having these ideas, these good positive ideas reinforced that that mm. change comes about through being good and not through being forceful and shitty yeah. and, and like and that the universe with with people like us is moving is correcting itself yeah it's correcting itself toward that right good conscious respectful thoughtful future it's really great you well, know well, and, james did you have oh, well no i was just gonna say i was listening to your last podcast and uh, your last guest was talking about how you know he joined the military and, and and it didn't really work out for him. He wasn't he wasn't fit, you know, to do that type. And that was exactly my experience. And it's it's funny. Sometimes you have to put yourself out there. You have to take chances in order to realize that truth about yourself. And and it's it's sometimes doing the opposite of what you think is going to get you to where you want to be. To, to make you realize the exact opposite, yeah. you know what I mean? And to realize I'm this it, completely different person and I'm happy and I'm healthy and I'm comfortable with that different person, which is just, it's not different. It's your normal self. And that's that's really yeah. amazing how sometimes taking a, a chance. Line. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's, right. Not, it's not Gr- linear. Growth is not a straight line. You yep. have to be accepting of change and you have to be aware of it and you have to mm-hmm. be willing to follow it when it guides you, right? Definitely, definitely, and, and the whole time the the ghosts of your parents and <laughs> are going to be like, "What are you doing? What the fuck? Why um, aren't you circumcising no. your child? We circumcise people for yeah, hundreds of years. <laughs> Don't you touch that boy." Um, but uh, yeah, no. Well, so James, can I can I get your final thoughts? That's it. I said it right there. Yeah, I, no, I, I felt circumcision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My final thoughts: circumcision. Uh, <laughs> the thing I the thing I said before that about the about the changes in the straight path and be okay. okay. Like also, also don't beat yourself up. Right? Yeah. Don't beat yourself up for going the wrong way on your path to change. Yeah, I think yeah. that's one of the things people get caught up a lot about, and the shame of failing. We do too much. We do too much shaming of failing. If I went back, I might even say that learning that failing is okay might have been one of the biggest unlearnings I had to do. Uh, mm. But but being okay with the journey and like yeah. trying to make amends and trying to do better, but not fucking hanging yourself on expectations. Definitely, that's the trick. Yeah. No, <laughs> and just uh, so my final thoughts on it. Then they just what you said about hanging yourself. So I uh, when I was in the desert, um, I. You know, so people out there, I know there's a stigma to mental health, but in my honest opinion, mental health and talking to a therapist is like brushing your teeth. It's just, you know, your head gets so tangled and you need a professional to kind of work some of the the pieces out of that. Yeah. Um, And a therapist I had when I was off, you know, for the military, um, he goes, hey, you Catholic? (laughs) I'm like, no. Uh, he says, because well, you really like to carry guilt around, don't you? <laughs> and uh, um, and then that was one of my biggest problems um, was the difference between disciplining myself and yeah. punishing myself. And when that puzzle that we had, the aforementioned puzzle finally blew up and broke apart, 
Um, I carried guilt around for years and years and years. I think you still got it, man. I, oh, yeah. No, I still have it. It's tucked back there. Um, and uh, he said, look, and, and this, this was one of the most profound things, I guess, he said to me. He's like, hey, you have a dog. He says, when that dog like pees on the carpet, do you, what do you do? And I said, beat the shit out of him. <laughs> I was like, well, I you could destroy that dog. <laughs> I'm making that dog, fear me. <laughs> dog's going to wish you never lived. <laughs> well, I tell him like, you know, I, I yell at him, I, you know, I smack his butt. And that's the end of it. And he, he says, so do you do that to him every day, all day for the rest of days? I'm like, no, of course not. He's like, well, why are you doing that to yourself? Yeah. He says, because you, you're no longer disciplining yourself. You know, you're, you, you already hit the dog. Um, he says, why are you doing it to yourself every day, all day for the rest of your days? You're not disciplined anymore. You're just punishing yourself for the sake of punishing yourself. So much fun though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and to the point yeah. where guilt becomes a security blanket. It's totally not boring to constantly punish yourself all the time. Things are super uh, dramatic. <laughs> um, so just, yeah. So the things I had to learn were, Stop being a dick to everybody. And the yeah. things I'm still working on learning is to forgive yourself for being a dick to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Uh, good, so, good talk, everybody. Good talk. Yeah, good talk. Absolutely. Not a single murdered child. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time to transfer into the second part of our podcast. So I, I, my biggest unlearning was unlearning how to murder children. <laughs> so we've taken care we of pleasure. <laughs> it's time to get down to business. But before we do that, we got to get a little more drunk and we got to get a little more high. Um, now, so you, Mr. Sipper on your drink right there, you you wouldn't happen to have a shot of Sailor Jerry's anywhere, would you? You know, I got probably like 37% of a bottle sitting here, so I'll take a shot of that. All right, there awesome. we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> no shot glass, but I'm oh, waiting on you guys talking. to send your awesome. Oh, my gosh, he's going out of the dry. bottle. Yes, it's going out of the bottle. That's what we do around here. We don't mess around. (laughs) (laughs) Just ask Stephen King. (laughs) Just ask Stephen King. So normally at this point, we we take a shot to the the characters that are about to fight. But I I think this time we're actually going to skip that. And what we're going to do, I would like to personally make this one, this one to self-growth, self-actualization. You know, and just uh, being a little better today than you were yesterday. I think that really sums up our fighters also. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Cheers. I think that, well, our fighters today, for those of you who, aren't, who didn't read the title, which I don't know why you do that. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be Ron Weasley. And uh, what's her name again? Uh, Lady Demiscu, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. <clears throat> uh, but the the... The villain, the antagonist of the newest Resident Evil, Resident Evil Village. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I don't know anything about her. So you two are going to have to fill me in. Um, But I, you know, I, I've seen, I've seen things. I've played the Resident Evils. I get it. I get it's a villain. (laughs) I get it's a villain. You know, you tell me what she's capable of and I'll be like in the Resident Evil universe, blah, blah, blah. We got it. She is capable (laughs) of capturing an entire internet worth of people and just creating meme after meme of getting her ass slapped is basically well she sounds great <laughs> she's 10 feet tall Except i think she she's i a think vampire. her contribution to society <laughs> yeah, is way tall great. vampire can't stop thinking about her does she got a pixar mom ass yeah she got a real dump truck well 
Yeah, okay, I get it. I'm pro Lady Dimiscu. <laughs> so Our- how this works on High and Dry, we do this in a three-round method that breaks it down into an undisputed result that determines who's going to win, Ron Weasley or Lady Dimiscu. Um, so what we have, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I'm five shots in now. Um, but so round one, these two characters have entered a Gen X bar where Brad Pitt explains the rules and then they just beat each other to death with whatever is intrinsic to them. Then it moves into round two where we zoom out into a city view. These characters have received a manila envelope under their doors. They have 24 hours to kill each other and they get to use whatever they want. In worst case scenario, Ron Weasley could buy a shotgun. (laughs) 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 And then finally, round three is the same thing as round two, except this time they get to bring a friend. So we've just entered into round one. The two characters have entered the ring. They're stretching it out. They're shadow boxing a little bit. They've taken their shirts <laughs> off. So Ron is a little distracted right now. Um, meanwhile, Cher and Carl Urban have been escorted up to the High and Dry Podcast box office, <laughs> followed by the philosophers where we sit a respectable <laughs> distance from Cher. We don't want her to lose her mind and start killing everyone. This is getting way too complicated. <laughs> I can't keep track of our relationship with these characters anymore. All you need to know is that Carl is there. Cher is amazing. Don't ever insult her. <laughs> All right. The Scars Guards hate us. Jeff Bezos has a drone that's following us. These things happen. You can hit us with your car and it's okay. Yeah, you can hit us with your car and it's okay as long as it was an accident. <laughs> a lot's happened in these 30 episodes. Um, this is, so this will actually be 31. This is the 31st episode. Oh. Starting the next episode, we're entering into the tournament. You can find about that on social media. But anyway, round one has just begun. The two characters in the ring, all they're going to do is take their shirts off and punch each other. What do you death. think? Guests first. Who do you think is going to win? Ron Weasley or Lady Dimiscu? Well, because Ron Weasley uh, actually is a child from. No, he, you know, I mean, if you're talking to like Sorcerer of the Stone. You get him at his best. You get him at his best. I wish my wife was here because she's a, she's a Potter nut. She loves, she's read all the books. Um, She, you know, Ron Weasley, I, I believe, would definitely probably get his ass handed to him because <laughs> because I like how he led us the other way and then yeah. <laughs> because one hundred percent, man. <laughs> Lady Demiscu is, um, you know, she's she's a, quite a force to, to be reckoned with. You know, there's a lot of Ron Weasley memes, but. There's way more. <laughs> there's way more Reddit pages <laughs> dedicated to Lady Demiscu, and uh, oh yeah, you know. But there's um, so much erotica. From oh yeah, the Harry no, Potter well, world. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen Lady's Breasts yet, you you probably haven't found our show. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like I haven't played the game yet. I I've I've watched plenty of like playthroughs, and you know, to prepare for this epic battle but i i do feel like she she is a force to be reckoned with whereas you know ron weasley's more like me he's like he's he's, he's like yeah anybody he's just a yeah, person he's the everyday he doesn't have a one yeah you know i don't know i feel like he would probably he's a schlub he would be he would have his ass handed to him by by that big broad bold lady <laughs> You know, 
All right. At least in right. the first um, round. Uh, yeah. So, so James, um, the two characters are starting to punch each other to death. Don't, you don't need to give me the spiel. Dis, despite, like, not just ignoring the massive reach advantage <laughs> right. that a seven foot tall woman has on Ron Weasley. No, no, no a nine and a half foot tall. Oh, I'm sorry, nine and a half. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's round up to 10. She so, can get him wherever he goes. So, so ignoring that, uh, Ron would be too busy coming in his pants to even <laughs> fight. And she'd just, she'd just destroy this kid. Or even adult man. Yeah. Adult man, doesn't matter how old he is, just a person. And we've seen he's actually incredibly distractible. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like his entire thing. <laughs> he's going to yeah. see those, those three-foot tits waving around. And he's going to be mesmerized. He's distracted by, by uh, what's her, what's the girl's name in Harry Potter? uh hermione hermione emma watson if yeah, he's distracted yeah. by hermione he's gonna lose his mind when he sees lady <laughs> <laughs> lady the vampire lady Dimas- sure yeah. Damascus. Yeah, um, yeah. um and then and then on me um my favorite part about the whole lady d obsession right now uh-huh. is so so resident evil came out and like we need to make our villain vicious and just like it was in resident evil 7 and you're terrifying the whole time and the response has been i'm not scared anymore (laughs) and so you have you have this beautiful woman and her beautiful daughters chasing you and you're like (laughs) uh oh you're gonna catch me (laughs) and you keep like slowing down letting them get you um and that, that i think um i mean like i know in for me in round one i'm definitely going down i'm 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 dead for sure and yeah. you know just because i keep letting her catch me like oh oh she got me <laughs> uh, please whoops. touch me no not whoopsies. like that <laughs> whoopsies oh you got me again um and i think that's what we're gonna see from ron ron's like oh you got me oh no i don't even think he's and then he's I, ripped apart i don't even think he'll get that far i think he's just gonna immediately jizz uh, <laughs> that's the end of it that's the end of it okay well i think we're pretty unanimous then i don't yeah. i don't think we need to bring this to a vote i, I think we know where round one is headed. Ron Weasley wins. Get moving on. <laughs> Lady D slices Ron to pieces. Um, I mean, especially because I, you know, I don't think even if it even requires explanation. So Ron is dead. Um, moving on to round two. So an owl has flown into Hogwarts and given Ron a note. Um, uh, ladies, it, Lady it, it D has a, pick, has a phone call. Um, <laughs> she, she's because she's an actual person. <laughs> yeah, because she's an actual. Um, <laughs> they now know that they have 24 hours to kill the other one. Um, they're relatively aware of you know what the other one's capable of, and they have access to the world. She gets an email. Yeah, she just checks her emails. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to kill a, a redheaded boy today. <laughs> <laughs> what's new um so round two we go into the city view now and these characters are flying at each other uh josh what do you think is going to happen well you know the thing is with ron weasley is he seems like this gentle little ginger that he's just gonna like abide by the rules and everything but you know he's he's got some surprises under his sleeve and he pulls out I think his rat's name is Scabbard. He pulls out his little rat, yeah, Scabbers. Scabbers. Yeah, Scabbers, yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, Scabbers has some tricks under his sleeve, and he sneaks under the big, massive, you know, opaque dress of Lady D. <laughs> And uh, starts biting at her ankles and confuses her and distracts her. And Ron, you know, Ron ultimately will will uh, take her down. He he does have this a magic important. wand. Yeah, <laughs> this is very important though. I I do have to mention something. So it so Scabbers ends up being a person. Scabbers yeah. is a person, and therefore Ron can't have him in this round. He doesn't oh. get any friends this round. Scabbers ended up being a, a person point. who is trapped as a mouse. Well, even with Scabbers, I, I think in the in the picture that Josh painted where the mouse is under her skirt messing with her, <laughs> I know the high and dry crew is distracted, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure, sure Ron's distracted. I'm pretty sure Ron's distracted too now. <laughs> Ron's distracted, so Lady D pulls out her massive claws. <laughs> massive, Does she have guns? Like, Does she use No. She, she has she do? like massive freddy krueger 15 inch claws probably longer than that and just drives them directly into ron's chest so is that how she kills people in the in in, in the terms of the game when when she mm. shows up your goal is the like you have a gun and you can shoot her and it just kind of irritates her gotcha um but if she catches you that's it that's a wrap unless you have the mod with the ass smacker and you can get her in the ass a couple times before she takes you out. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know that. You you die, but then it says worth it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, it sounds like like the people from High and Dry podcast are a bunch of like creepy perverts, but really, it's the people from <laughs> that, friggin- that actually exists. That's a real well, thing. It's it's the people from friggin. Resident Evil, that other purpose, because they knew exactly what they were doing when they think, came up yeah. with this character. Think about, think about what these modders like could yeah. accomplish if they like didn't if it wasn't Set their sights on, on, on ass smackers. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. modders and hackers out there, if you could go ahead and clear the student loan debt and stop worrying about Lady D's ass, ass smacking <laughs> physics, we'd appreciate it. Um, but yeah, everything I described is is a mod that's out there right now. Uh-huh. Um, that wasn't my invention. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. There's, um, there's, yeah. Right. Modders are pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> VR, baby. <laughs> James, what are you playing? <laughs> Nothing. Go away. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, um, so James, what do you think? Round, uh, round two, what do you, you think is going to happen? Um, so Ron has magic. Does does Lady Dimiscu go up against magic at any point? In- oh yeah, so she is the ruler of a of a whole castle, and her daughters are all vampires. Yeah, the whole village is werewolves, and yeah, is that like genetic or is that like magic? Is, well, it's or is like that a like curse. The, it's the, like a some sort of like the I can't remember her name, Mother um, Mother something. She she's actually in control of Mother. You know, uh, Lady D and all these other people like uh, uh, this is Resident Heisenberg. Evil, right? 
Yeah, it, it takes... It We're takes, talking yeah. about Resident Evil, right? Dude, how many yes. games can you make out of a zombie outbreak? Is it, is Two. It, is it Two like, is the correct answer. <laughs> is, it, is it Umbrella Corporation based? Is this like... Yeah. Or, or is this like... No, no, so you play Ethan Winters, the character from the previous yeah. Resident Evil. Okay. But then characters from the old Resident Evil show up. That's great. And they're like, we deal with werewolves now. So There's so, a sexy vampire up there. So these are like mythical werewolves and not like umbrella corporation created werewolves they're like yeah. mythical werewolves welcome to 2020 this this was well kinda, yeah i guess there's magic in resident evil now i was like at the beginning of this i was like oh well i know resident Dude, evil look, i after, guess i don't understand look, resident after evil resident anymore. evil 2 the thing became fucking useless and then resident evil 4 happened it was awesome and then it became fucking useless and then 7 happened and like wait a minute what's all this let's get some it's, werewolves and vampires involved it's basically the <laughs> Fast and Furious of the video game world, like if you yeah. can do oh my it, God, it has. yeah. I mean, if if you can, totally if you can right. do it, if you can yeah. fit it into a sort of like legitimate story, they'll do it, and that's oh, basically yeah. what Resident well, Evil's become. No, well, so it, you had the the cap, uh, whoever does it, um, they're all sitting at the board meeting, and they're like, "All right, so the zombies show up, and then the one dude finishes a line of coke, and he's like, what about vampires?' And she's got a huge ass." yeah so taking that into account the huge ass specifically no so she's a vampire (laughs) she deals with magic she's a classical vampire so if she's like a classical vampire the harry potter universe is incredibly strong his theme can pull people in the resident evil universe is too all over the place to know which to know what its theme actually is so i'm gonna discount the resident evil theme it doesn't this this she doesn't even get the Resident Evil theme. It's not the real theme. Yeah, solid idea. Yeah. Um, so Harry Potter theme pulls her in, and vampires and werewolves in Harry Potter world are like magically resistant. Um, so I think that puts Ron at a distinct disadvantage, and he's also mm-hmm. like incompetent without any friends. <laughs> he's also a bumbling idiot. <laughs> well, for me, I'm I'm trying to take into account. So I'm thinking, I'm a young guy going through this high school that keeps trying to kill me. I'm a survivor of every year though. Yeah. He, he did. Uh, yeah. Every year running. Um, and all of a sudden someone said, Hey, a beautiful vampire woman wants you dead. You got 24 hours to kill her before she kills you. I'm going to try some shit. Um, yeah. and I think just, uh, cause like in the resident evil game, you have this Lord lady, Mm-hmm who like she keeps letting her daughters take care of it yeah you know <laughs> and the daughters is where i'd be fucked um but the um and and you know she's a lord lady she's got a huge level of um uh what do Influence, white people have influence privilege privilege <laughs> she's got a huge <laughs> level <laughs> she's got a huge level of privilege what is guilt yeah <laughs> what is guilt <laughs> and she's got this huge level of privilege and meanwhile ron he's just trying to survive um he's not the main character he doesn't get the girl he's just him dressing his rat in sexy clothes um you know now it's time for him to step up i think that the wand won't even be involved. I think Lady Jamiski will be like, I have to kill this boy. And then he fucking shoots her with a sniper rifle. <laughs> you think Ron? <laughs> yeah. That he bought with 
those magical coins. I don't know. Uh, where he's like, look, I don't want the fucking wand. A vampire is trying to kill me. I need something that's going to turn her head into mush. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced that the Harry Potter world even has guns. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not totally well, convinced. They got a muggle world. Technically, yeah, but like their the muggle world, world might be different. Yeah. It's but, a real but their world. Their real world like... seems very different. Yeah. Well, I think that he'd go to Hogwarts, Chicago. And he would, um, the Kim Peel sketch with Hogwarts the America. School. Yeah, he'd go to an inner city Hogwarts. Like, hey, vampire lady's coming up against me. What? What should I do? And they'd be like, "Well, just shoot her." Yeah. But then, uh, however, lady is bulletproof. Bulletproof. Um, but I think thematically, however, just because he occupies a place of protagonist, um, in just that one-on-one, I think his silliness will keep him pushing through evil vampire lady who would rather send her kids to take care of it than take care of it herself. Um, well, that, and that being said, so now we move back to the guest, um, Josh. So round two, we need your final thoughts and we need to vote. Um, it's kind of complicated because they're both, they both delve heavily into you know, the lore and, you know, where, whereas Lady D is very much into the vampiric, uh, you know, the curse. And there's there's a lot of, like, side characters. But, you know, Ron Weasley is also into the, you know, the whole magic and all that stuff. I, I you know, I feel like it's... It's going to be a little because you know when you get to the second round, you always pull out the big guns. You always pull out the the things that people don't expect. Um, but I, I mean, you know, in the end, we're both we're it, it is basically you know Lady D versus you know this little wizardy. He's still in training. Um, you know, I kind of feel like he he is at. He isn't his best though, but I don't think his best is even good enough. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like it's it's one of those things where you're gonna have Lady D, you know, she's this she's this force of nature that is just gonna overcome yeah. this little Hogwartsy. You know what I like it, you know, young adult. Well, no, I like- and I think Reddit will be masturbating to what you're saying right now. Um, yeah. for sure. If we if we get to bring if we get to bring the Harry Potter erotica into it as canon then ron has a bunch of extra powers well james final thoughts and a vote final thoughts erotica doesn't count I, I, <laughs> reddit gonna, doesn't count gonna, reddit doesn't count so i would say that lady d is going to win yet again all right, then yeah. for me, so in the high and dry universe, when two philosophers feel that one person would win, the third philosopher's opinion magically changes. <laughs> you never thought anything different. I never thought anything different. Of course, Lady D's going to kill this little boy because um, that's what high and dry is about. <laughs> hey, fan favorite, Ronald Weasley, eat shit and die. <laughs> um, and then I, I would definitely, so, you know, I, I was just thinking about it and, and maybe. Maybe Ron would have won the third round because Harry shows up. And, yeah. And Harry's a true protagonist. A but, true protagonist, yeah. Um, but ju- but in the books, as as far as uh J.K. Rowling was concerned, yeah. 
he was just there to give Harry a friend and yeah. to give someone to look better than yeah. so, someone yeah. that he always looked better than. Yeah. And so Lady D <laughs> is like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> I'm here to terrify you, even though I'm so fucking sexy. Um, and it's terrifying how sexy you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so there you have it. Um, so um, Lady D takes it round one, round two. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I do want to say real quick that we focused a lot on the sexiness of this character, but it, just like in the Lola Bunny episode, I, I got to remind everyone out there that someone painstakingly made this character with these proportions in order to present that to us. It was not our decision for we this character decide. to be incredibly overtly sexualized. It wasn't us. Yeah. No, no, I I have a feeling it was the same person that was hired to to basically uh, create the if you've ever played Red Dead Redemption, there is horse horse balls and the balls adjust (laughs) accordingly to the temperature of the the atmosphere that they're in. I have a feeling it's the same same person doing all these (laughs) all these jobs <laughs> no well i i think what it was was like so you had resident evil one resident evil two masterpieces of video games and then they started yes. to slide and yeah. they're like at the board meeting they're like what can we do and wesker and then resident <laughs> evil four came out and they're like what if we do this and it was amazing and then they started to slide again and they're like all right what if we add we add that one girl who was in Resident Evil 3. We make it sexy, but we also make it Resident Evil 4. Welcome the vampire ladies who want to kill you. Yeah. But yeah. do do who knows what to you first. Yeah. Um, and, and that'll be the question, the philosophy question on the next episode. If you're going to die at the end, what will you, what will it take for them to do? But, um, so it's not going to be our question next time. (laughs) I promise you. It definitely won't be. But, um, Lady D takes it in a thorough sweep. Um, I think at the end of the day, she would have brought one of her daughters and Ron would have brought Harry and Harry Mm might've taken it. But at the end of the day, it goes to Lady D. So congratulations, Lady D you've won it. And she is the final entrant into what is coming to be the High and Dry Podcast Tournament. And in this upcoming tournament that starts next week, we're going to revisit all the characters who won and see how they stack up against everyone else. And then that first round is, of course, it's going to be guest-based. You can vote on our Twitter. You can vote on our Instagram to see who wins and takes that first bracket. But once the first bracket's gone, we have... Um, several characters and we're going to try and bring back all of our old guests josh we hope you can join us for that absolutely um, we want to see who's going to that'd be awesome and you of course have a shot glass coming um but again josh so thank you so much for joining us it was awesome to have you on we we love you know meeting new people and becoming more a part of this community where can we find you i am available on instagram on twitter on facebook uh pretty much the core, you know, social media sites. Um, I also have a link tree if you look me up on there. Also, my social media um, accounts all have what's, links to what's the one link handle? tree. Um, 
at Joshua Marcella. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's only one other Joshua Marcella on the planet. Uh, it's it's <laughs> and he's a very a uncommon offender. name. <laughs> it's also on the registry. Um, I've also, you know, it's also on the. It killed a few kids, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Oh, fantastic. But, uh, look me up. It's it's very uncommon name. Um, I have glasses. I have uh, strawberry blonde hair. <laughs> Can't that, miss got me. it, everybody. Joshua Marsala, look for the glasses. Look for the glasses. <laughs> strawberry <laughs> blonde hair. <laughs> like, where the fuck are they sending us? <laughs> Google, Google, Google man with glasses and you'll get them. <laughs> Again, exactly. man, thanks for so much for coming on. Um, I appreciate it. So James, where can we find us? Oh, I always forget. Hold on. So you can find us on Instagram at high and dry podcast. Ryan is uh, Ryan Baron North. You can find him at Ryan Baron North.com and Baron underscore North on Twitter. You can find me at the diabolical on Twitch and Twitter and high and dry podcast is on Twitter as I mean, Twitch as well. Yeah. And Twitter. Yeah. We're, getting ready to do, on Twitter. Uh, we're actually getting ready to do a new Twitch episode. And, and Josh, I was actually planning on reaching out to you for that. Um, if you want to do we'll a live, talk. yeah, we'll talk. If you want to do a live episode with us, sure. we've done one already and it was a great time. Um, and then, then finally, um, Josh, I was actually pouring myself one more little beverage right here. If you'd like to yep. join me. This one, uh, yeah. here's to... Yes, uh, I'll do it too, even though no one, no one fucking asked me. I'll go ahead and take one. He's drinking. <laughs> Come on in. Here's the Lady D. Here's the Lady, the lady D, the D, winner. Guys. I have to look up the sexy vampire lady. I haven't seen shit about it. I, I you don't want to you don't want to jump into the rabbit hole. Oh God! All right, I'll yeah. stay away. Yeah, just stay away. It's for the best. <laughs> if, if you want to be a healthier, like we talked about, don't look up it's Lady pro- D. It's probably why I haven't seen her is because I've been trying You're to be trying very, to be healthy. Trying to be very healthy. Yeah, I'm not quite there yet. Um, so again, Josh, thank you so much. Um, this has been High and Dry Podcast. Can't wait to see you guys in the tournament we have coming up. Definitely check out our Twitch. We have a live episode coming out. Hopefully, we have Josh on that. Take it easy. Peace. Take it Bye. easy, guys. Peace.